Blog Talk Radio. I hate you both. I've hated you ever since I can remember. I hate you, and I wish you both had cancer. Cancer? Yes, in the head. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Hello there, children. Hey, hey, kids. <laughs> People seem to like me because I am polite and I'm rarely late. And now, the hosts of the Stupid Cancer Show, Lisa Bernhard and Matthew Zappi. Woohoo! Monday, November 28th. Happy post-Thanksgiving, folks, and welcome back to the Stupid Cancer Show, the voice of young adults with cancer. I am Matthew Zachary, a 14-year young adult survivor of pediatric brain cancer. And I'm Lisa Bernhardt, 15-year young adult breast cancer survivor, and we are your hosts for the Stupid Cancer Show. Got cancer? Under 40? Sucks, huh? Well, get busy living because the Stupid Cancer Show is here to change the world one chemo infusion at a time. Tonight's show, music makes the people. Makes the people do what? Be cancer, live better lives, here to tell us all about it. Singer, songwriter, breast cancer survivor, Mimi Ferraro in studio, and singer, songwriter, cervical cancer survivor, and founder of the Yellow Umbrella, Christine Bays. And kicking it all off in the Survivor Spotlight, Mel Majoros, young adult survivor of breast cancer and producer and host of the Cancer Warrior on Empower Radio. All righty, as a reminder, this broadcast is a production of the I'm Too Young for This Cancer Foundation online at i2y.com. We help young adults fight cancer every day and are bringing the cause of cancer under 40 to the national spotlight where it belongs because it's not okay that 70,000 young adults are diagnosed with cancer every year. So hello, my friends, and welcome back to yet another fun-filled and exciting romp to the hay on tonight's Stupid Cancer Show, where remission is not a cure and survivorship is all that matters. And a Stupid Cancer welcome to all of our first-time listeners on the Blog Talk Radio Network and iTunes as we broadcast live from the Chemo Deck, our fabulous studio in downtown Manhattan. All righty, it's time to welcome our chief cancer anarchist and vice president of grassroots programming, Mr. Dr. Reverend Jack Buford. Uh, hello. Do I get an Esquire in there, too? Esquire. Esquire, MD, PhD, MPH, ABC, CBS, NBC, and KGB, M-O-Y. RGB. Is, it, is this opposite land where her, we're <laughs> elevating him? And MOY. Jack is hyper-credentialed. Anyway. No, man of the year. Man of the year. I have no idea what he's talking about. Anyway, we never do. How are you, Jack? I'm wonderful, thanks. How are you? Where you been? What are you up to? Uh, where have I been? Um, how was your Thanksgiving for starters, both of you? Uh, Thanksgiving was good. Thanksgiving was excellent. I was right here in New York City with my parents. Okay. My loved ones. Okay. Uh, uh, do those go hand in hand? 
<laughs> on better days. Okay. Yes. Yes. You are half, course, half Jewish, right? Of course they, okay. Yes, that's okay. right. Of course they do. It was a wonderful Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving, Matt? My Thanksgiving sucked balls. Matthew. What? That's disgusting. It, well, it did. It sucked balls, and here's why, folks. I spent it bedridden with a 100-degree fever and the flu from Tuesday, I'm sorry, from Wednesday at 5 p.m. to Friday at 11 a.m. So the wife and kids took off and went to the in-laws? The wife and kids Oh, wait, your were, wife wasn't with you? <laughs> no, thankfully, no. My wife and kids were actually already at my in-laws when I was supposed to drive there on Thursday morning. And when I came home on Wednesday and collapsed in agony from joint pain, um, Hold on, I have a question. Yes. I have a question. Where were you supposed to be Thanksgiving Day? I was supposed to be at my in-laws. That's that's what it was. What? You you just wanted to get out of it. That you was had, it. It's my excuse. You had in-law items. I had. Sorry, guys. I've only been to the house a billion times. If I went a billion and one time, it would have been too much. Did you get leftovers? No, I didn't. No one even brought me a baggie. You're kidding me? No, I got nothing. Bubkis squat. Not yeah. even a barf bag. Yep. Wow. <laughs> what? You really got stiffed. I did. I did. It was okay, though. I, and, of course, my mother-in-law had to tell me the other day, like, oh, it's the best turkey ever cooked. Well, thanks for that. You had the Hungry Man turkey dinner, probably, I had bad, right? No, I drank the literally. Tea. Here's all I drank from 5 p.m. on Wednesday to 11 a.m. on Friday. Two gallons of Gatorade. How many Xanax did you have? None. I, I couldn't move. I was, you ever like, all right, I'll put this out there. Wow, you must have really been sick. You ever lay in bed and you can feel gravity? That's, that's like, not good. That is exactly what I was going through. It was terrible. Not good. Absolutely. I missed my first Thanksgiving with my babies, and it was terrible. They're never going to forgive you for that. No, they won't. They won't. They're going to hold it against me. You can win a Nobel Prize, and as you're accepting it, they're going to walk off stage, and the kids are going to be like, you where were you for our first Thanksgiving? Exactly. Absolutely. Just terrible. Jack, did you have loved ones that you shared the holiday with? Uh, I did. What did you just share the holiday with random people (laughs) on the street? Who you love. Yeah. uh, Well, I actually had a very quiet Thanksgiving because only half of my family was at my parents' house. So there were only like 30,000 people? There were only six nieces and nephews running around. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait, five. You have the largest family of anyone I've known. Well, I'm the second of six kids. Right. My dad is one of nine, and my mom is one of four. And we have the six kids in our family, and on my mom's side, we have 22 cousins. And on my dad's side, we have 37 first cousins. Oh, my gosh. I've done this show for almost a year, and I had no idea you were one of six you kids. You thought I was one of a kind, didn't That's you? <laughs> That's yeah. really... And in fact, Jack like middle, 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 middle child syndrome. I, I remember during our younger years when the families would get together or whatever, there would be like 18 cousins running around and like six parents slash aunt and uncles and our two grandparents. Like the adults were always completely outnumbered. That's fine. Which is probably why I spent most of my childhood Wait, in a so cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that line from Back to the Future, better get used to these bars, kids. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. So it was good, though. All right. Well, no, I'm glad I, that someone else had a good Thanksgiving. Did anybody go shopping at 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. Oh, Friday morning? Did anyone die? I want to know. Uh, no, I don't know, think so. I think it was pretty tame this no, year. No, it was pretty tame, but death there were still year. the videos of, like, Target opening at 3 a.m. and some, like, 90-year-old getting trampled because he was trying to save $10 on cat litter or you something. You know, they they like to pull out last year's videos because it makes for it makes oh, such well, a better story. Right. I don't think – there were more shoppers, though, this Black Friday than last year, but they I don't think there were any people are deaths. spending more, and there yeah. are more shoppers, right. and I'm curious to see if more people spent today, Cyber Monday, than they did on Friday. I woke up at 9.30 Friday morning, and I logged into Facebook, like quarter to ten or whatever, and I was seeing all these posts. It took you a whole 15 minutes to log into Facebook? I don't believe that. I had to find my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, 
yeah, like everyone's Facebook posts were like pictures of like the long lines and, you know, uh, just check-ins from whatever, wherever. And just Remy's, just Remy, our friend out in Illinois, right. her sister's status was that they had been at Target for three hours and they were getting this, that, and the other thing. And it was crazy or whatever. And I saw the timestamp that was like 6.30 in the morning. So they got they must have gotten the target at like three a.m. It's not worth the discount. I don't understand. What am I missing here? It's I don't not understand. worth the discount. I, I just we asked this last year, and this is sort of rhetorical, a little little glib, and I, I pre apologize if it offends anybody. But of of all the people that go to these places at three in the morning that that trample people and kill people and step over hurting people, are they cancer survivors? <laughs> Do you have to have a grounding sense of priority in this world to realize that that is not an essentially crucial thing to do is line up at 3 a.m. Well, remember, remember two years ago, uh, the Walmart on Long Island, where someone actually literally died? Because, they literally trampoline. died, yes. And they showed the video on the news, and people were stepping over the dead body to get yeah, into yeah. the store, and the store stayed open. And basically, it's like one of those things that you see like in a Simpsons cartoon or something where, you know, the medics show up, haul the body away, and in the meantime, everybody's like running and so, Matthew, what you're saying is, as gross. cancer survivors, we should be above going to sales at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's and not even about, well, we should be above. Because we know the value of life. <laughs> yeah, save your <laughs> own life. it's not it's about a, trampling somebody. It's less about it. consumption than it is about self-preservation. That's right. That's exactly, that's <laughs> right. exactly the but point. But on the other hand, now, to play devil's advocate, aren't cancer survivors the one looking for, like, the best bargains because we're all broke? Right. That is true. So if I can save 10 bucks on, like, a box of cheese sticks or something, I'm going to be at Target at 3 well, in the morning. You're a cancer survivor. You shouldn't be eating cheese sticks. Get an apple. Did you see what I had for dinner? Oh, no. God. Yeah. No, we're not going to discuss that. Was, no. <laughs> that which we will not speak about. <laughs> but it goes down to this, like, priorities. Like, I, I don't know. The, the only thing I will buy in a store is clothing because I don't like buying clothing online. But outside of clothing... Is there anything you can't not buy online that right. you desperately need to physically be in a store for? Especially in today's economy where every retailer is fighting for the same dollar. Like everybody has the online deals. Everybody has free shipping. Everybody has like week-long Cyber Mondays or whatever. So you're right. There's no need to go out to the stores. Right. That's anyway, pretty true. Just my Unless perspective like on the, things. Unless you like the tangible, the time. But on the other hand, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And speaking of that... Uh, we have a very special announcement to make today. Today was a very special day for the Amateur Young Methodist Cancer Foundation. We launched, in case you lived in a cave, our uh, national holiday appeal. It went out to tens of thousands of maybe maybe a low six-figure numbers of people, <laughs> hopefully a few more as we announce this on the show tonight. But if you go to our, our website, stupidcancer.com, if you go to the uh, radio show, stupidcancershow.com, our blog, uh, it's all over the place. We are doing our holiday appeal and uh, you know what? It is, honestly, Jack, thank you, the most wonderful time of the year. It's the season to be jolly. Uh, the dreidels are spinning. and The Hanukkah starts when? Wednesday? When's December 1st? You're the big full Jew. You need to Wednesday know Wednesday is December 1st. All right. That Hanukkah is starts 1st. this Wednesday. It's my sister's birthday. Happy early birthday, oh, Jennifer. Look at that. Jennifer. Yep. Happy birthday, We'll spin Jen. a dreidel in her honor. We, we will spin a dreidel. Is she, is she the half that's Jewish or are you the half that's Jewish? Very funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and uh, I don't look forward to this time of year specifically for one reason only, which is that Paul McCartney just makes me nauseous. Oh. I love the man. He's a legend. He's yeah. now on the iTunes store with the Beatles. Right. But that goddamn simply, simply having, 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 having a wonderful Christmas time. I just can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Not one of his better tunes. 
Well, especially because all these retailers were, were talking about start playing that song in July. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, here at the Stupid Cancer Show, which, as you know, is a production of the I'm Too Young for This Cancer Foundation, operating word being foundation, which means we are a nonprofit, which means we are a charity, which means we rely on financial support from our listeners. Wow, this sounds a lot like WNET, PBS. <laughs> <You're listening laughs> Made possible to... <laughs> by financial support from... Helena Rubenstein Foundation. Is she out there? <laughs> yeah, right. Dear Ms. Rubenstein. Yeah. Anyway. Then check now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we do rely on financial support from our listeners, but not all the time, just just right now. This this In this moment, right here, as you're listening, about the same time that you're being hit up for money by nearly everyone else on the planet... What good is being a charity if you can't ask people for money? So when in Rome, when in Rome or New York City, that is true. The Stupid Cancer Show is making an appeal to our thousands, hundreds of thousands or thousands of thousands of listeners to please make a donation to our cause this holiday season. It could be 5 bucks, it could be 50 bucks. It all adds up. The website is give.stupidcancer.com. Now, we don't have to tell you this, but listener contributions and sponsors like Spencer's Gift uh, keep the Stupid Cancer Show alive and running. This ain't free, folks. We are trying to thrive every week and bring to you even better programming the more we're on the air. Your tax-deductible gift will ensure that the Stupid Cancer Show remains free of blatantly annoying advertising. And when I say blatantly, I'm thinking... That guy from the Great Adventure commercial, perhaps. Oh, who does the funny dance? <laughs> the bald guy with the glasses? And it glasses? all comes back to my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we would take the lizard from Geico. Yeah, yeah. We would take... Danica Patrick from uh, GoDaddy. Go we'll take the GoDaddy people. I'm sure you take a lot of GoDaddy commercials. We'll do... GoDaddy, <laughs> please sponsor us, GoDaddy. Yeah. We'll even we'll go old school and take Spuds McKenzie. Who? <laughs> Spuds McKenzie. Where's the beef? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that lady. Sure. Anyway, we will take that, but for now we won't. We won't. We don't give you any blatantly annoying advertising, as Matthew said. So this is our holiday appeal. We know there are tons of amazing causes out there who all want your money. We just like to be one of them. So consider us as a part of your holiday giving this year. We'd really appreciate it. So that website again, and we'll be making this announcement throughout the show and for the rest of the uh, of December. We just lost all our listeners. Yeah, ad nauseum. <laughs> bye bye, <laughs> and good night. The website again is give dot stupidcancer dot com. That's give dot stupidcancer dot com. All thank right, you everybody. Uh, thank you everyone for what you can do for us. What time is it? Let's uh, get to our survivor spotlight tonight. Alrighty. My friend Mel Majoros is a three-year breast cancer survivor. She is the host of The Cancer Warrior on EmpowerRadio.com, a podcast focusing on the positive aspects of cancer and survivorship. She is a tireless advocate for patient empowerment. Her blog, TheCancerWarrior.blogspot.com, was named a top 10 breast cancer blog by Blogs.com and a top 15 inspiring breast cancer blog by TopOnlineColleges.com. Please welcome to the Super Cancer Show, my friend and yours, the one and only, Mel Majoros. Mel Majoros. Hey, you know, sorry, I, I'm sorry I was running late because I was bringing my 20-pound bag of kitty litter up, and I just had some turkey leg. A couple I will accept ago. any excuse as long as the words kitty litter are in it. <laughs> Those are the magic words. You, you, you made my evening. That's not my password, by the way, for anything on my computer. <laughs> so, you know. I told you she was smart. Opposite land. We yes, don't need is. Zach anymore. Yeah. Wait, hold on, I'm trying to keep up. You just got kitty litter? What? On Friday at 3 a.m. 
Oh, my goodness. You're those people. Work with me here, please. <laughs> Mel Majoros, I'm thrilled to actually talk live with you, all the you way are. live. Yes, me too. I see you on Facebook and all kinds of things, and I know your blog is rocking and rolling in your show, and uh, we want to tell all the good folks who don't already know about all that you do about all that you do. Uh, <laughs> but but kick us off with uh, three years ago. What happened? Uh, well, I found a lump in late August, and I, you know, I didn't think anything of it because I was 37. Went to the doctor, had uh, biopsies, and um, I'm a huge hockey fan, so I actually um, nice. I'm here in Michigan, so we go to the Red Wings training camp. And the last day of Red Wings training camp was the day I found out about. Um, my cancer. It was one of those things where it was almost like the typical lifetime movie where I'm in the car and I call the doctor office and the nurse is like, I don't have your test results yet. And then two minutes later, the doctor's like, oh, how soon can you get here? We have your results. I'm like, oh, oh. really? Well, at least it wasn't like, oh, and, and it's cancer and you're on the road like going, what? Yeah. But um, I did, I had a lump back to me. You know, I they were able to save the breasts, as I like to say from Seinfeld. They're real and still spectacular. Right. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> hey, now. Kind of a um, Terry Hatcher. Hey, now. Yeah, Terry Hatcher, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I had chemo. I had four rounds of adromycin, cytoxin, 12 rounds of Taxol. I had Herceptin. I had uh, 16 rounds of radiation, and I'm currently on Tamoxifen. And a partridge in a pear tree. Exactly. exactly. Fa la 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 So, uh... So what did they, did they say to you you could have lumpectomy or mastectomy or did they say this is lumpectomy is your course of action or what was the dialogue because there's a lot of discussion now about bringing up reconstruction and all that can be done in that regard and so I'm I'm really curious to know now in you know in New York State it's now a law that was passed here that they have to oh. doctors have to mention all your options to you uh, whether you want a lumpectomy and there can be some reconstruction with that or you don't want any reconstruction or do you want the mastectomy because they can do this that and and the other and so. Curious to know how much dialogue actually went on during this process for you. I had a lot of dialogue. I mean, my lump was pretty high up, which was about three inches below the uh, collarbone. So they were able to do the lumpectomy. And uh, they also said, well, we're not sure, but if you wanted to, you could take off the same side on the other, on the left breast, for just uh, precautionary. And I was just thinking, oh, we don't need to go get carried away there. What do you um, mean? But, take, I mean, do, do a, a prophylactic, not a prophylactic mastectomy, though, on the other side? I guess it would be a prophylactic lumpectomy because they say sometimes it occurs um, on the other breast as well. In, this, in the same location? Right, because the cancer I have was uh, stage one, grade three. Uh, Sounds like an egg. Hmm? Sounds that? like an egg. I know, it does, doesn't it? It's a ERPR positive, so it's mm-hmm. it was very aggressive, but it was a low uh, stage, but grade three, so they wanted to attack it. And I could have gotten a mastectomy if I wanted to, but... Just hearing you had cancer and having surgery, I mean, this is the first surgery I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And just thinking about, like, you know, as you were talking about wanting to raise funds for your for your show, I mean, I was like, oh, my God, I, you know, they're going to cut my breasts off. How the hell am I going to pay for reconstruction? I mean, that's a whole other surgery. Yeah. It's usually, it should be, uh, it, it, for folks out there who are done, it, the law is it's worded this way, that any state or any insurance company that pays for, Mastectomy should also pay for reconstruction. Damn straight. Yeah, so right. it should be it should be covered. Just so folks out there know that. It, um, it, where I think it gets tricky is if you try to 
do the other breast as well because a lot of times, well, yeah. yeah, if you need matching, which all should be covered and hopefully one day will. But anyway, but normally it is. But go ahead. But the, but the lumpectomy but, I mean, so it was, was high up for you and you were able to get it out with a lumpectomy. Exactly. And, okay. you know, I could have had the mastectomy, but it was just like, as as you know, as a survivor, it was just shock. Like, oh, my God, yeah. I have to have surgery. And, you know, if they have to do a mastectomy, then I have to worry about that. And But, you know, I would have done anything to sure. save my life, of course. Sure. So how did you start blogging and journaling, and have you always been in radio, and I was a guest on your show, and Jack was a guest on your show, and I was a better guest on your were You were a better guest on my show, if only for the fact that you aren't Jewish. <laughs> okay. Well, I started blogging for a... Which means nothing. Reasons. You are a better guest. You know I, I love you more. See, thank you. I win. See? No, she said I was the better guest. No. No. I what haven't been a guest on your show yet, Mel. Right. I'm feeling very left out. Lisa, want to lose her audience. Lisa's a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have to have the guys on first just to, you know, make them feel better. So. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're wildly Cause, cause insecure. We wildly. Bring, <laughs> we bring the crowd. Yeah. Um, bring something, I started, I'm not sure if it's a crowd. <laughs> Jack the odor? Any, he, <laughs> Jack brings the things that he inoculations. Jack brings the uh, Dave Matthews Junk band food? fans. Yes, the DMB yeah. ball. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, I started blogging for cathartic reasons just because I wanted to get – my emotions and my feelings out, and I started blogging on a work blog, but then I thought, you know what, I really want this to be mine, and I, excuse me, I just started writing what was going on, and, you know, when you start writing, I just think, well, I'll just put it out there, but it was really more for me just to get out what I was feeling and how I felt and the side effects and just all these emotions and feelings that I've never had before, and I was really surprised when people were responding well to it. And so then at what point did you turn it into the radio show? Blog first and then the radio show, correct? Yes. Well, the uh, the blog came, sorry, chemo brain, I apologize. <laughs> Oops. Um, we forgive people okay. for that. If there's any place you can do it, it's here. <laughs> exactly. We embrace all chemo brain moments. Well, I was working, uh, as I'm here in Michigan, I was working in radio, uh, doing it part-time, and I was producing for Empower Radio which is uh, the Internet station that has my podcast on. And I was just producing regular shows that were on, and they started retooling. And the owner of the company said, you know, I really like your message. Would you like to host the show? And I'm also a producer co-host for a morning talk show here. And the first thought I thought of when he said, you want to host the show, I was like, nope. You know, do you remember the scene in, the scene in Wayne's World? where uh, Wayne leaves the studio and Garth is just sitting there and the camera focuses on him. He's like, hey, that's what I felt like. (laughs) Very nice. Yes. So. So at what point did you decide to, um, I don't know, take, well, I'll put it to you this way. Mm -hmm. When did the Mel Majoro show on Empower Radio happen? Was that is it that moment when they walked out and said you can have your own show, or did they see all the blogs that you were writing? They thought that you'd be good on this, or because you already were doing radio, they thought this would be a natural step um, for you. I apologize. I thought I turned it off. I don't usually use my landline, but um, well, I was producing, and the uh, the gentleman who runs Empower Radio is sorry is a uh, consultant for the radio station I work on, so he knew about my blogs and my survivorship and everything. And he said, I like your message of positivity, you know, because, as you know, cancer sucks. And I like to focus on people who may not get their story out there, you know, like little shows 
little places like uh, Live Life Solid, who has a uh, they have a T-shirt company that has positive, inspirational messages. Maybe somebody like Matt Zachary. I don't know who that is. I don't know. Who I don't is. care who that is. I no. hear he likes Robitussin, though. But he's known to have chemo brain quite frequently as well. I had influenza brain last this week, so. <laughs> so now you're a big hit with the Mel's show. a big star. Yeah, you got a following. I, you know everything. what? And you know what's funny is, like, people say, well, wow, you're doing so much, and I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's still people out there. you're a damn Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There, I mean, there's people who who are out there who are just being diagnosed now, and they may not have a place to turn to. And when I was diagnosed with cancer, I know, surprisingly, I didn't know about Facebook, being the junkie that I am now. So I just relied on you know, like just regular chat rooms. So I didn't have the real-time access that everyone else did. And I think my experience would have been completely different had I been on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Got it. There weren't even computers when I was diagnosed. <laughs> I had a carpet and rock in hopes that somebody walked by and read it. Wasn't I diagnosed the same year as you? Hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> was it semaphore? They were doing the flags there was, across? There was nothing, Matthew. It was like Smoke red, signals? Exactly. Well, when I, we were diagnosed, I, American Telegraph and Telephone meant they stood for something. <laughs> I was going to say, I would have it out on the Morse code. <laughs> oh, did, did you have rotary phones back yeah. then? Yeah, what Bell phones. said, Watson, I need you, is because he had least a test result. <laughs> 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 well, Mel, we're out, of, we're out of time. These things so quick. I wanted you to just let everyone out there know uh, how they can listen to your podcast, especially the one that I was on and not the one that Jack was on. <laughs> And Let's just po- broadcast a future date when I'll be on. Okay. Exactly. Well, okay. we'll definitely get you on. Um, they can go to EmpowerRadio.com, and that's 1R, EmpowerRadio.com, and look for me for the hosts and at, uh, or shows, the Cancer Warrior on EmpowerRadio.com. And I'm always looking for great inspirational survivor stories, so if there's any of your listeners, they can always email me at thecancerwarrior at gmail.com, and I'd love to talk to them. And we've loved having you on the show. Yes. And now technically we're even. And, Matt, you're, you're still my favorite. So I guess that makes us even, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jack. Thanks for nothing. No All right. Problem. Happy holidays, Mel. Happy Take care holiday. of yourself. Good Keep luck with everything. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Mel and Jaros. Very nice. Good stuff right there. All right. Let's hit up the news real quick, and uh, we'll move that forward. Hello, I'm Kent Brockman, and this is I on Cancer. Just the facts, ma'am. Alrighty, during this part of the Stupid Cancer Show, we listen to Jack Buffard stammer through a series of special announcements to let our listeners know about a whole bunch of free stuff. Free stuff, free young adult stuff, events, like conferences, happy hours, retreats, scholarships, support groups, pub crawls, kayaking trips, concerts, and more. If you have something coming up you would like to have us talk about during the news segment and spread the word about, please send an email to Jack Buffard. His email address is jack at i2y.com. That's Jack. At i2y.com. All you, bro. Thanks, Matt. All right, folks, your first stop. Head on over to events.i2y.com. Events.i2y.com is your one-stop shop for all stupid cancer events happening nationwide. Stay in the loop because something could be happening in your neck of the woods, and we don't want you missing out on it, especially if I'm not going to be there. We have a stupid cancer happy hour in Washington, D.C. tomorrow night, so if you're in the D.C. area or Virginia, head to that. Everything else is on events.i2y.com. TeamStupidCancer.com is the nation's first running team exclusively supporting young adults. We have 25 runners 
Head on over to team.sleepwithcancer.com, make a pledge towards your favorite runner, and help support this fabulous organization. The buzz is building around the 4th Annual International OMG Cancer Summit for young adults being held April 16th and 17th here in New York City. Registration goes live February 1st at noon. So be sure to keep keep up with us. I did mention stammering <laughs> through the news. Another chemo brain. I started to <laughs> Keep it going. Okay, so omgsummit.org. Or is it OMG Summit 2011? OMG2011.org? What am Jack, I talking about? Jack, just go home. <laughs> All right, folks. The Boop News blog has been updated today. Why a Boop News blog? Because I lack both the time and the intelligence to share with you all the great stuff we have going on that. for young adults. The Boop News blog is boopnews.i2y.com. That's B-O-O-F.i2y.com. The official list of all stupid cancer news resources, including surveys, exercise programs, writing workshops, peer services, and fertility resources. The big news on the Boop News blog is that our friends over at First Ascent just launched their 2011 program schedule. They have FD1, FD2, and FDX camps this year, which is different from the other years. And if you don't know what that is, go over to the Boop News blog or go straight to firstdescent.org slash program. All the information on how to apply and the explanations for all these camps are on their website. We all know how much we love First Ascent, and we want to get their camp sold out again next year. So firstascents.org slash programs for all the information there. And that, my friends, is your Stupid Cancer News. You barely even deserve the applause on that one. But you know what? When he said FD1, FD2, and FDX, he had that memorized. He didn't have a script in front of him when he said one, two, and X. That's right. So that was amazing. So that took up ninety-nine percent of my that memory. That was amazing. <laughs> so the one percent of his spiel was ninety-nine percent of his brain capacity. That's right. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jack, I have a correction to make uh, for you in your notes that I've been mentioning uh, every show since I don't know September. Yeah. That the website for our marathon team, Team Stupid Cancer, is. TeamStupidCancer.com. That's what I said. You said Team.StupidCancer.com. I did? Yes, You're you fired. Did. Yes. Can we go to the uh, everyone in the chat room, but Ann Kramer, for verification, please? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you're fired. So it's TeamStupidCancer.com, and that ties into the appeal, too, because yes. we have this team of 25 that are all running on our behalf, so either going through the appeal page or making a, a pledge toward your favorite runner, the money still comes to the staff. Right, right. This completely ties into if you're considering our organization as part of your holiday giving, support our marathon runners. Support our marathon runners. There's something tangible right there for you. Help our runners reach their goals. All 25. 25 runners. Amazing. If I, if, if my fundraising page hits $5,000 by New Year's Day, I'm going to get a tattoo. Really? You're, you're on the air? Not on the air. You want me crying for two shows? <laughs> I'd like to do that. I'll, I'll learn how to become a tattoo I will artist. Get, and that doesn't so mean make do a $5,000 pledge. No, we will get Kat Von D here on a Monday <laughs> night to hear you scream in tears for 90 minutes. Yeah. Kat you would be kidding. She's, she's strangely hot. I don't know who that is. I think so she's that's L.A. Inc., right? L.A. Inc., yeah. I don't yeah. think she's strangely hot. No? I think no. she's just strange. Okay. Yeah. No, I think she's strangely hot. She stole Jesse James from Sandra Bullock. Oh, that's, that's her? That's not yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. That's the girl. That's just not that's right. That's the one. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's 831. Don't you think it's time for our special in-studio guest? 
Uh, isn't there any other news that we want to discuss really quickly? Um, well, yeah, I wanted to bring something up real quick. Because I will oh. give Jack one small opportunity oh, no. to redeem his intelligence. Okay, now I have to tap into the other 1% of my brain. But the other 1%. In the news, yes, stop, I'm trying to concentrate. And I hate when I try to think and nothing happens. Okay, as Matthew Zachary is killing over. I'm Bye, Matt. I know. The other 1%. This is, this is the, the MZ cough break that happens about three times a show. He said yeah. the other one percent of my brain. I know. That's funny. Well, hold, well, on, well, hold on. In the in the chat room, Kenny Kane just posted that my brain is ninety eight percent cracker jacks. <laughs> so thanks, Kenny. Thanks. We're anyway, da- we're all dousing ourselves with Purell now. As Matt is like trying not oh, yeah. to hack. I up need his to own. like do one of the chemical showers. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Just had the flu. So ah. anyway, go ahead, Jack. As I was trying to say before, I was rudely interrupted. All over the news the last couple of days is this report that states that 600,000 people die from secondhand smoke every year. And that's a lot of people that kind of didn't want to be breathing smoke, I'm sure, but were forced to, whether it's because their state doesn't have smoking bans or whatever. Were a lot of those people like bartenders in states that have smoking? Well, like this Georgia? Is, I, yeah. I think is that this, where this is headed? In well, St. Louis? Yeah, well, well uh, this... This statistic is a worldwide stat. Okay. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen a lot in the U.S. Because I, I think there's still like, what, like 13 or 17 states that allow smoking in public areas like bars and restaurants and such. Like Georgia. Yes, like Georgia, where I was for the breast cancer conference with for the YSE last year. And nothing like a bunch of cancer survivors heading out to a bar to do karaoke and whatever and get there and just turn around and leave and go back to the hotel. Yeah. Because there's smoke everywhere. But it's crazy. And the fact that you know, it's now 2010, and that people know all the health ramifications of smoke and secondhand smoke. That, right. That not everybody is uh, on board with these smoking bans. Okay. Is that okay. is that all you have is to that, contribute? Is that it? Yeah, but my head really hurts. All right. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm just gonna go with. Uh, it's time to introduce our first guest because Jack is starting to deflate. He is. <sighs> Mimi Ferraro started singing and acting as a toddler that's very, 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 very young. Her singing career kicked off with the launch of her debut album, Songs in the Key of Orange Alert. We'll have to ask her about that title. And with her band, Audio Fiction. She also starred in the national tour of Rent from 2004 to 2005. Diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 29. That's the age I was in 2006, a little those many years ago. You were not... 29 and 2006. She, she I, was, I tried to pull that off. I tried so very hard. Maybe I'll vouch for me. That's that called the same a dangling participle. <laughs> she found herself at a crossroads both personally and professionally, and she's going to tell us all about it now. Please welcome to the Stupid Cancer Show, Mimi Ferraro. Hi. Hello. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. And this is long overdue. Yes, it is. Exceedingly long overdue. You were one of the original I2Y people. I was from like early, like oh seven or, or like didn't I? Well, I guess I I tracked you down in oh seven yeah. probably to give you my. You music. like to claim that she stalked you? Well, because it's flattering to you. I need the validation. It wasn't as a stalking. Man. I I just well okay. we know it wasn't. Stalking. <laughs> no 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 we, it really wasn't it really it wasn't. wasn't stalking it really wasn't but stalking. He I, needs to hear that. I, I just wanted to give you my <laughs> my CD. Yes. So you could put a song from it on your CD. Yes. So. And, and you did. And I did. Mm-hmm. I absolutely did. It's on the second volume two. volume two. Yeah, many people don't know this. We sort of stepped away from this a little bit um, to refocus what we're going to do, and it's something we do want to revisit. Is the, I2Y started out largely as a music organization 
music advocacy. I am a concert pianist, as many people don't even know anymore. And I was diagnosed, lost the use of my left hand, couldn't play anymore, and took me six years to rehabilitate. So when I was trying to find peer support, I wanted to find musicians who were young adult survivors. So I began to amass this hoarding friendship of amazing talent of young adult survivor musicians, and I felt compelled to produce a benefit CD featuring young adult musician survivors. And that's when I came upon Mimi, among 41 other musicians who comprised the content of the uh, two compilation CDs that we produced in 2007 and 2008. What did Buffard walk in with his kazoo? <laughs> he Jack walked in with his vuvuzula, or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, me and Ethan. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Um, vuvuzela. So that's fantastic. So Mimi's then on the on the volume two. She is on volume two album, and she had a song that she wrote just for the album. You cut a whole unique track of it. And it's its own unique version of itself. It's a great piece. We're going to well, cut away to a, it. Yeah, yeah I, love I, it. I wrote it with uh, the the second band that I had called the Reformationists, and we disbanded, but we still have the music. So tell us about what it was like to be a child prodigy, singer, songwriter, actor. You're very flattering. Dancer, painter, um, sculptor. I, oh, sculptor. I've never been a sculptor. Stalker. And I'm cooker. a terrible painter. <laughs> uh, cooker, mm, when necessary. Spielker, I like eating, though. Mineralist, um, rock climber. <laughs> Okay. Um, I, I was I, I wasn't really a prodigy. I mean, you know, I did it amateurly or in amateur uh, settings all through when I was growing up and high school and college. And then after I got out of college, it seemed like there was really nothing else I could do. So uh, I I went for it, and um, it's it's been an interesting lifestyle. And so life. what is what describe to folks what. When you went for it, what that means? You moved to New oh, York. Oh, that means I moved you... to New York. I mean, I'm from the area originally, but I moved to New York. I started auditioning. I got an off-Broadway show. I did showcases and lots of different kinds of things, a commercial here, a little TV thing there. Um, then when I got the rent tour, that was a pretty big deal, so I did that for a little less than a year. Um, then cancer happened. So actually, I haven't really uh, worked that much since then, although right now I'm working on writing a musical, a rock soul musical that is going to be about uh, various young adults dealing with cancer. So very much along the lines of the I2Y mission. Fantastic. That's great. So yeah. tell us also, was this a, a lump that you discovered yourself? I did discover it myself. It was very small, but uh, so were my breasts back then. And uh, I found it myself. I convinced myself it was a cyst, but it wasn't. So um, I, we tried to do a lumpectomy twice. I couldn't get clear margins. So then the recommendation was mastectomy. I did do uh, both because I just, not because I really, not because I was concerned about the symmetry or anything like that. It was basically like, okay, if I'm going to go through this horrible surgery and recovery, I only want to do it once in my life. I understand that. So that's what I did. Yeah. And um, just to secure so that that feeling of is this going to come back and well, I know it can still come back, right. but I just didn't want to do that surgery ever again. Yeah. Did you have so did you go through? Did you have reconstruction? I did have reconstruction yeah. here in the city. Mm-hmm. Was it covered? It was covered. Yeah. Oh, good. Hey, yeah. hey, we like success stories. Yeah. No, I mean, a lot of my stuff was out of network at first, but. So that was very, very, very expensive. And as you seem to allude to, your breasts are now bigger than they used to be. Yes, they are. Okay, you're happy with them? Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, it's a, not the best of all possible worlds, but right. they look good. 
All right. I mean, what they, do you think? That's all that matters. They can do amazing. I mean, reconstruction is amazing what they can do. Right. Thank both you. with implants and with um, and with your own tissue. I, there are these T-shirts out there that say they're fake. Um, they're fake, and I'm proud of it, or something, or the. Well, it's like you know, are, are those, are they, are those yours? And you're like, yeah, I bought them. No, but there's like there's like breast cancer T-shirts that are funny. I'm gonna totally mess this up and wreck it, but it's like they're fake uh, because cancer didn't like the first ones or something like that. Something like yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure I can get you one of those shirts at the YSC conference in February. I think you will not be doing that, but that's okay. I think you should. Okay. So uh, if Mimi says, if my stalker so, says to do it, but we'll so you it. went through a lot though because you had two lumpectomies before you got to that point right. of having the mastectomy and the yeah, the, it was a lot of surgery and the reconstruction. That mm-hmm. is a lot. Wow. So they really rec- do they recommend the the lumpectomy at first, thinking that they could get um, the clear margins? Yes, it was wow. my choice. I mean, right. but yes, they did. Yeah. So because the the little satellite bit of stuff they found in a margin didn't show up on any of the imaging. Right. There's I no have clarification, to... not to interrupt from the chat room, that the quote that I am trying to attempt to make is, "Yes, they're fake. My real ones tried to kill me." Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So this is why we have a chat room to make me look a little less stupid. <laughs> Go on. We need the continue. listeners to help us out yeah. frequently. Thank you, Dawn Manley. Yes, the listeners to help us out frequently. So uh, chemotherapy and treatment after no that? No chemotherapy. I did oh, do well. um, tamoxifen and uh, Lupron, which is ovarian suppression. And I've had a lot of complications with the tamoxifen. So I was only going to do two years of Lupron, but I had to go back on it because the tamoxifen and my ovaries do not get along at all. Uh, long story, very mundane, but, you know, so I'm, I'm basically in and out of menopause, mostly in. So yeah. I'm like a 65-year-old woman, hot flashes. I am actually creaking. a 65-year-old woman. So. Really? Wow, <laughs> well, you Well, Lisa great. was 29 in 2006. You look really good. <laughs> Um, yeah, you must have a DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, my time machine. Um, so uh, I'm sorry. And speaking of my being old school, what is Lupron? I don't know what Lupron. That is. Um, Lupron. It's a shot okay. that you get in your ass. Um, not literally your asshole, but you know, I gave that hand. to my wife yeah. when uh, we were doing IVF fertility. Yes, it's actually used as a fertility drug in different uh, strength uh, okay. frequencies. But gotcha. it shuts down the uh, ovaries, basically. I mean, that's not the technical terminology right. for it, but it right. shuts you down, puts you into menopause, makes you miserable and want to jump off of something. But and you, you know, gain like forty fantastic. pounds too. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's my wife is glad really... she's back to her fighting yeah. weight. Lupron was not good to her. No, well, it, it has or any woman for that matter. I'm just I'm and really... she's in the chat room listening, she'll chime in. <laughs> Lupron sucks. Totally sucks. Yeah. But necessary evil at this point. So yeah. I can get through the tamoxifen. Five years. It's a long time. Yeah. Well, I want to cut to this track, but I first just we ask every breast cancer survivor this question: What do you think of pink? <laughs> All right, she can stay, Wait, folks. Are you wearing it, or is that purple? It is pink. Uh, it's it's kind magenta, of fuchsia, but I'm magenta, actually reclaiming yeah. magenta in my own life, and I am uh, getting away from pink in the breast cancer sphere. Mimi has fabulous magenta hair that you can see better it's in the red, back. It's more her red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of magenta-ish now. A little bit, but it's not pink. For it's not like cancer. red, red. It's right. Not, yeah. No, no, no it's no, kind no. of like a dark yeah. red. I think it's like yeah. vampire blood or something. It's yeah. Color. I don't know. Very <laughs> Robert Pattinson of you. Is Mimi your birth name? No. With, are you allowed to tell us on the air? Marina. Marina. Oh, that's, that's a very great. beautiful name. Thank yeah. you. Wait. Sometimes I think of switching to that. So are you Mimi because you want to go out tonight? <laughs> no, but I did go out tonight on several occasions. 
that very stage of the country. Kenny wants you to tell Tom yeah. Collins he said hi. <laughs> All right, tell us about the song. The song is called? Uh, this song is called Audrey. It's a song that I wrote um, kind of piecemeal while I was going through the whole experience of getting my boobs cut off and thinking I was going to die. Um, and it's uh, dedicated to Audrey Lord, who was one of my uh, teenage idols. Sounds oh, wow, kind of funny, yeah. but as a young uh, lesbian growing up in Fierce. a private girls' school, we read a lot of poetry. and. Um, so she did die of breast cancer, um, unfortunately, and she had it. Uh, she was actually diagnosed premenopausally in her 40s, and then it came back, uh, and she died, I believe, in her 50s. So this is a song that's kind of going out there to her. Um, it's pretty depressing, but you know, sometimes you just have to. Hey, okay, well, we got to keep it there. real here sometimes. <laughs> if we can joke about sticking my Who wife the show in the with ass, these two is depressing. So sure, we have to complement that with some reality here. That was good, but you sounded kind of very white man when you said that. What? We have to keep it real here sometimes. Well, you know, Elisa, <laughs> I, I do my best to keep my, my, my butt cheeks scrunched up very tight as I walk around the city as a white man. I do my best. I try so hard. Damn it, I try so hard. And we, I'm the one with the brain cells so missing. <laughs> Your other 1% is calling, Jack. All right, folks, this is Audrey. By Mimi Ferraro. Here we go. And the Reformationists. Yes. Okay, here we go.
You know, you got a lot of groupies in the uh, chat room already. This is a much oh, bigger yeah? room yeah. than it appears to be. All this time, <laughs> I've been doing that song at karaoke, and I had no idea that was your song. You really? You know what, Jack? Wow. You've maybe got to put that joke to rest. <laughs> it's just not working anymore. We, 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 you know, that one, I sing five songs that every one karaoke gets, night, that and one it just happens to be all the guests you, that we've had. On you, need a, you need some new material next week. Yeah, definitely. Start working definitely. on it. Anyway, that was great. We have to talk about uh, Mimi's fundraiser. Yeah, we're going to wrap up. You're staying in studio. You're here, so you can chime in. We can bring Christine on in a little while. We'll bring Christina. We'll actually bring her right now, but before we do, we'll right. just talk about um, the Breastival, a gift a gift raiser of oncologic proportions. And this is like a great name. name. It's a fantastic name, the Breastival. Thank you. Um, and in the vein of actually Emily Hobson, who's in our chat room, who had her own fundraiser to help pay for medical expenses, which is what this is about. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I, I've, I've spent so much money on cancer over the past four and a half years, and right now I'm unemployed, so... Every little thing adds up when you get a bill for a $900 shot, which is really only 10% of the 9000 that the hospital and right. the insurance company yes. agree on. It's just, it's really hard to pay. So yeah. I'm having a fundraiser. It's going to be on Monday, December 13th at the D Lounge in Manhattan. It's a 101 East 15th Street right off of Union Square, and it's suggested donation. So any young cancer survivors are suggested to uh, or encouraged to uh, not pay, just show up. And I think we put and, um, did we put your Facebook page on the uh, in the chat room there. Yeah, Correct. I did. I, yeah. um, I hope so. Yes. Yeah, You're the only really... Mimi Ferraro on Facebook, aren't you? No, there's a, a, an older lady, I think. As All right. Well, well clearly yeah, we'll, the only Mimi we should Ferraro be able to. Like this. Yeah, You're the only <laughs> one that isn't an old lady. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I hope shot anyone in New York pick. will come out to that. Um, there are going to be some great Broadway performers. Uh, Rebecca Naomi Jones from American Idiot. Oh, wow. And, um, awesome. Wow. Other wonderful great. people. Do you so. need a Do you need a second American Idiot there? Because um, <laughs> I could skip this for sure, that. Sure. You know, you can come by anytime. And Passing Strange, she was. Yes. Passing Strange and. She's wonderful. She's great. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, cool. thank you for being here. Thank you so much for thank having me. Thank you for me. staying here. Of course, the door's locked and you can't leave anyway. Yeah. Uh, but she anyway. can't get out. <laughs> Mimi Ferraro. Very, very excited. And we're going to jump right to our next guest. Uh, let's play this one. Because she's dangerous. I think this is also her fourth time back on the show. Get her uh, running here. Go for it, MZ. All righty, Christine Bays. Matthew Zachary, I love you. He's a young adult cervical cancer survivor, an award-winning singer. Oh, oh man, let me read your intro because if I don't, I get sued by the press. She's okay. a, you are an award-winning singer-songwriter who has opened for the likes of Cheryl Crow and Ben Folds, Women's News Magazine's 50 Women of the Year. She was given a Presidential Leadership Award in 2005 and in 2007 was named one of Shape Magazine's Women Who Shaped the World. With Tina Fey and Angelina Jolie. With Tina Fey and Angelina Jolie. Yes, we are all on the same cover. I'll tell you what. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) When that's up with your introduction, you can do it. (laughs) As the founder and executive director of the Yellow Umbrella Organization, she uses her story, her voice, and music to help raise awareness of HPV cervical cancer and opportunities to prevent this deadly disease. She has taken her yellow umbrella tour to 100 stops across the U.S. and Canada and is now reaching even deeper into communities with numerous creative ways to reach out, educate, and empower women to take control of their own health. Please welcome back to the Stupid Cancer Show for the fourth time, the one and only, 15 days. Yay! Look, Harold, my dog is barking too. Hi, <laughs> 
Cardone. You can talk <laughs> Thank now. Thank you, Matthew, for having me back. <laughs> oh, we love to have you back. We're very excited to have you back. Okay, Harold, you don't have to bark anymore. <laughs> Are you in a wind tunnel? Something. You know, uh, I'm. I am in my apartment with my dog. Oh, there's your dog barking? No. Yeah. Can you hear me? I think we just yeah. have some static. Yeah, I think there's a little static Are on the line. Are you using your flamethrower? <laughs> you know, I do flow frames, throw flames, but can you hear me now? Can you we hear can me hear now? We can hear you now, yes. We'll just ask that there's a little static background noise when you're talking. We'll just um, pretend you're on the beach and there's a wave crashing down. Yes, we'll pretend there's a background. So, All right, I apologize. That's okay. We'll have, we'll have to force you to come to New York next time and be in studio. Just my arm. Okay, well, let's, let's just get started because the, the background noise tends to go away when you're doing the talking, so tell us your story. So, you know, I met you years ago as a young adult cancer survivor. I was 31, playing my songs, doing my music thing, and living my life. And then I was diagnosed with invasive cervical cancer, extensive lymphatic invasion. I had a hysterectomy chemo radiation, internal radiation, and at 31, it was the last thing on my agenda, and I was, you know, definitely, like, just taken out of my skin for a while, and then when I returned, it was like, all right, what am I going to do with this as a young adult and this experience, this knowledge, and cervical cancer specifically is something that we actually know a ton about and as the years have gone by there's so much we can do about it so i decided to sing about it sing for the cervix Woo. <laughs> you know like do what you can save the and hooch so, save the hooch that's what i do i do whatever i can to save the hooch and you know like you say hooch say cooch you know my survivor sister tamika it's all about the cooch tomato tomato vagina of a JJ, whatever you call it, like I had cervical cancer and I want people to talk about it because if people talk about it, they will not have to go through what I went through, which is losing my fertility or worse, losing their life. And it's really like we, this is the only cancer that we know everything about. We know what causes it, HPV, and we have prevention with the HPV vaccines and detection which with the HPV tests and the tap test. So it's like there is no reason why anybody should ever have to go through what I've gone through. So I talk and I sing to anybody who will listen, and Matthew, you've been with me in all kinds of situations. So you know that it's true and that I'm just a dork who loves to sing and I love to live, and I feel very fortunate that I get to do both and be passionate and be an advocate for what I believe in most of all. So, Christina, so. had you gone in for a pap smear and then this was discovered? What what happened exactly? Yeah, I went for my pap smear 13 years in a row. I always went for my pap smear, my annual pap, because my mom was a nurse, my aunt was a nurse, my grandmother a nurse, everybody. So I always went, and I always had normal pap smears. But the thing with the pap smear, it's a great test, but it is not infallible. And if you're getting a traditional pap smear, it can be wrong. Fifty percent of the time, and so that means that five half zero. Of the time, Wait, so what, what happens the other seventy-five percent of the time? Five. What? Well, five zero. Five zero is what I'm talking about. So like you get like the smear of the cells on the slot, and someone's looking at it, and it's like half the time it has a false negative rate of up to fifty percent. So that is what happened to me because squamous cell cervical cancer takes five to ten years to grow. 
And when my doctor's office switched to a liquid pap test, which is more accurate, it has a false negative rate of like 25, 30%. So it's still not fully accurate, but it is more, more clear. You know, and so the doctors, the cytologists who looked at my smear at that point, they were like, oh, my goodness, Faze, you have crazy stuff going on, and you got to get in right away. So, so that is back, why. I'm sorry, you're, so it did come back positive on your on a pap smear. Well, it came back positive on the liquid pap smear after 13 normal pap smears. Then when it changed to a liquid pap, I was diagnosed with invasive cervical cancer, with extensive lymphatic invasion. And so it's it's super crazy because, like, definitely I'm not, I want to make sure everybody goes to their pap smear, and I want to make sure every woman advocates for herself for the very best in technology. And that's, you know, where I come out, like, the liquid pap was not an option for me for many of the years. And then when it was, that is what caught my cancer. And now there's the HPV test, and that's a DNA test that's done for women 30 and up. That is never wrong because it's DNA. So it's like, woo, there is something awesome. And then now there's the HPV vaccine for girls and women 9 to 26. And it's like three shots, 70% protection. You know, and as a girl, woman who lost her fertility, lost a lot of stuff as a result to this thing. I'm like, all I want to do is let women... And the men who love women know the options and what is available. And I'm a musician, so I sing, and I'm a dork, so I just like, blah, 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 blah. But I mean it because I really don't want anybody else to have to be told they can't have a child. I don't want anybody else to be told that they can't do what they want to do with their body. You so, know? Christine, tell me, because I, I obviously go and get a pap smear every year, and I feel like I'm somewhat informed about these things, but I don't know what yes. a liquid pap smear is as opposed to a non-liquid a traditional pap, pap yes. smear. Yes, what, so what's a the difference that's new? Yeah, so it came out in 1997. So at this point, it really is pretty much standard protocol for doctor's offices to be using a, a liquid pap smear which when they take the cells off your cervix, they put it into like a little vial of liquid and they swirl it around and then they take a dropper of that onto the slide as opposed to taking a clump of cells off your cervix and putting it directly on the slide, which the cytologist can't see through. Thus the false negative rate, the like, you know, inaccuracy of the human error and everything else that comes with it. So with the liquid, they take all of the cells and they put it into like a little jar and they swirl it around and they're like, oh, we're going to take a sample of that. Is that so a thin just prep? Off. We just have a question. So there's a couple is that a of thin different kinds. Yeah, thin prep is the one that caught my cancer. Thin that's, prep. The, that's the liquid prep? Yep. Okay. That is a liquid prep and there's another one called SurePath and that is also a liquid pap smear. And really what you want to do as a consumer, as a as a patient, is you just want to have the conversation with your doctor and be like, yo, I want to make sure I'm getting a liquid pap. And if you're 30 and up, the big thing, a lot of women are very much about the HPV vaccine because it's had so much attention, which is wonderful for women and girls 9 to 26. However, for women 30 and up, it's all about the HPV test. And I find out a lot of people don't know about that. So my whole thing is to be like, make sure that no matter what your age, you know that there's something you can do to prevent cervical cancer. So the HPV test is for women 30 and up. 
the vaccine is for 26 and under, and the liquid pap is for once you're 21 and up. Make sure you're always getting the best technology, best thing, and that's all about having a conversation with your health care provider. That's my thing. La, 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 and then I sing a song. Well, speaking of singing a song, yeah, (laughs) speaking of singing a song, I want to cut away to Radiation Katrina, which is how I first got introduced to you. Uh, We're going to play for our crowd. And um, can you just give us like a... Yeah, yeah, this was based on your your nurse named Katrina, correct? Or your radiation tech named Katrina? My radiation tech who told me on the other side of all this stuff was going to be a very bright light that would, you know, like protect and help you discover another part of yourself, which is true. You know, if you're lucky enough to get here, which is what we all are, which is why we're doing what we do. All right, so let's play this track, and um, here you go. This is Radiation Katrina by Christine Bays.
I do that song at karaoke every week, and I have no idea. You do. You write along with Mimi's. You like right, one right. after the other, and I'm like, right. dang, girlfriend. Your, your static's all sick. gone, so we can have a we have a good conversation. Glad we got your I'm call back in. I'm sorry about the static. I didn't know. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. It's Jack's fault. Oh, Trust me. It's the plate yeah. in Matt's head. Shut up. I blame the iPhone. I love it, but I hate it. Yeah, you know? uh, that's okay. We just lost Apple as a sponsor, but no, no worries. They're going to give us a billion dollars a year. No big deal. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And bottom line, music, cancer survivors, like making a difference is a very good thing. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be on the show. You know what I mean? And Matthew, we've been friends forever, and you know we went through this stuff that nobody wants to go through, and we choose to do what we do, and it's cool to see people doing what we do, you know, don't you think? It's, like, inspiring to feel like people are behind us and believing that, like, young adults have a voice and need to be heard and that as musicians and survivors we can make a difference. I love well, it. I, I love mean, it. I love being alive. For, for me, it makes me feel validated against all the people that beat me up in high school and college and camp. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm such a dork, and you all hated me. I'm like, look at me rock it out now. Please. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're saving the hooch. What the hell are they doing with their lives? Right. Fuck you, save the hooch. Excuse right. me. <laughs> so, Christine, I have a pointed question for you. Um, right on. Can, can you briefly discuss, because this was an issue in the chat room. We had a question pop up. Um, Gardasil. Yeah. It's, always been a hot button topic in the country healthcare reform and all that stuff that's happened now is there any specific takeaways our listeners can come uh, leave the show with about what the state of the union is on its uh acceptance or any conflicts what's going on now its its ability to be uh delivered successfully what's going on with Gardasil these days so, first of all, there's Gardasil, and there's also another HPV vaccine called Cervix. So there are two vaccines available right now. And as a survivor, my takeaway from all of it is I was not given the opportunity to have a vaccine. I did go to my pap smear every year. I fell into the false negative rate. The pap smear is a good test. It's not perfect. It was not enough for me. I lost my fertility. There are 12,000 women that lose their lives. Those vaccines, Gardasil, Cervix, will protect against 70 to 80% of women who are diagnosed with cervical cancer. Boom. In this country, 12,000 women. Outside of the country, 450,000 women. 
the number two killer of women. So when you talk about distributing that vaccine and, like, making a difference in the world, this is the cancer that we have the answers to. We know what causes it, and we have prevention with the vaccine and detection with the HPV test and the PAP. So for me, the takeaway of Gardasil and Cerberex, I am not a doctor. I am a girl who got cancer, who did everything right, and it still happened to me. So I say people... Ask your healthcare provider what's going on. Say, I want the most proactive, preventative measures I can. I've heard that this cancer, cervical, can totally be prevented. It will be the first cancer we eliminate, and I want it to be a role model for all other cancers. And so vaccines, when you think about mumps, measles, rubella, like all of that, cervical cancer, the numbers are the same as mumps. You know, and that vaccine completely got rid of that. And each and every life is valuable, and it's a beautiful tool. Just talk with your health care provider and know 9 to 26 vaccine, talk about it. The PAP test, make sure you're getting a liquid because it's better once you're 21. And once you're 30, get the HPV test with your liquid top smear. One, two, three, save the hooch, go forth, right on people. That's what I have to say. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Well, Les, if ever there was a way to uh, wrap up a show, <laughs> I'm one, sorry. two, three, save the hooch is as good <laughs> as any other thing goes. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Thank you for letting me have a soapbox, you know, because that's all I, I Thanks for why my mom is scene. like, this is why you're here, and I'm like, this is what I'm doing, so thank you for Great giving Great to get me, your yeah. message. Great to hear your music. And uh, you'll have to come on back for what guest appearance number five? No, she's well, she's going to come to the summit. She'll be at the summit. Yes, she will. I will be at the summit. Yes, yes she I will. will. All right, Christine, you rock. I love you. You know that. And uh, Thanks, take care of yourself. Right, have a wonderful holiday season. I love you too. Rock and Jack, on and Jack on. Jack loves you too. All right, Christine Bees, everybody. <laughs> Christine Bees. All righty. All right, that brings us almost to the end of our show. We have a responsibility to hit you up for some cash again uh, as our holiday appeal goes. This so, is like uh, NPR and PBS rolled into one. Yeah, but without the Jerry Lewis kids and all we're that not stuff. Send well, you're you, the Jerry Lewis We're not going to send you a DVD for a $150 pledge, right? No, no, we'll send you a T-shirt for a $1,000 pledge, and you can have Jack before I clean your house. Can I be Charo? For a $1,000 pledge, I will not show up at your doorstep. How's that sound? <laughs> now, there's an incentive. All right, folks, just to wrap up. We're up to 100000 right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, we should make like Matt's kids. You're like Matt's kid. Yeah. Uh, the amateur with the Matt's Kids Foundation. Please support Roll Jack Ford. Roll the numbers. Exactly. All right, folks. So, obviously, you know, we're here to do our end of your appeal. Uh, please consider the I'm Too Young for This Cancer Foundation as part of your holiday giving. Go to give.stupidcancer.com. Any donation is good. we don't care. Once again, give.stupidcancer.com. It would be great to help us sustain this show well through 2011 and beyond, and we do it from support from listeners like you. There we are, WNET, PBS, (laughs) NPR, listeners like you make it happen. But it's true. That's what we have to go on, and uh, we have a huge supportive community out there of listeners, of guests that completely make it happen because God knows the three of us can't do this. just by ourselves, or much longer with Jack. Yes, that's right. Help us. You know, there is another, uh, <laughs> there is another project slash fundraiser that we can talk about, and that's our friend Diane Smith's Stupid Cancer book. Yes, well, that's a quick book, 
project thing. Yeah. Um, working on, just all right. Take thirty seconds because we got to close. Okay. Well, she's actually uh, soliciting stories. So anybody under the age of forty who's been affected in any way by cancer, including survivors, caregivers, loved ones, and friends, uh, or if you were diagnosed yourself under the age of forty. Uh, Jack, yeah. talk into the microphone when you stare at the laptop. Like this? Yes, thank you very much. You're a drifter. For the 43rd time. Yes. You're fired. I am a drifter. So, again, for a $1,000 pledge, I will not show up at your house. <laughs> so, anyway, if you'd like to get involved in this project, there's a Facebook page. You can just type in Stupid Cancer Book, or you can email D- Diane at stupidcancerbook at gmail.com. And all the proceeds from this book and this project are going to go to the I'm Too Young for This Cancer Foundation. Well, there you go. All righty, folks. That's our show. Now it's time for our closing sequence. Prepare to activate. Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. You ever seen a grown man naked? And so, to all of you, a fond farewell. Hooray! I'm helping. You are a meathead. Oh, Magoo! <laughs> You've done it again. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. All right, folks, that's tonight's show, our 162nd broadcast. We hope you had as much fun as we did poking a stick at stupid cancer. I'd like to thank our guests, Mel Majoros, Mimi Ferraro, and Christine Bays. Next week's show, remembering Rich Cronin of the pop group LFO, Light Funky Ones. We're going to have a special tribute to Rich Cronin with Melissa Holland, who is a partner at Cronin and Holland. She's the executive vice president and CEO of Orange Freeze Entertainment Corp., and she's executive director of the Rich Cronin Hope Foundation. And kicking it off in our Survivor Spotlight, Kaylee Mordaunt, who's a young adult survivor of brain cancer and the regional chair of I2Y Buffalo. I2Y Buffalo. All right, folks, if you missed any of our past shows, subscribe to the iTunes podcast for free and download them all at your convenience at iTunes.i2y.com or check out the archives anytime at stupidcancershow.com. Remember, if it's not stupid, it's not cancer. We'll see you all back here next week, my friends, live from the chemo deck. Jack Buffard, Lisa Bernhardt, Amanda Freeman, Captain Stooping and I wish you all a great week. Go ahead, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Good night, everybody.